What's the matter? I ate a couple of uh, nacho steak fry burritos from Taco Bell. and uh, How's that treating you? I might pass out or shit my pants one of the other ones. We'll see. <laughs> we touch and go for a minute. You know, I mean, just fight through. If I, I just start sweating help. profusely. If, we just, if you just drink more. Yeah. That's always good. That'll just pour a little down. Topo Chico tropical mango on top of it. <laughs> All right, let's roll. Let's be clear about this, guys. We're not going to agree on everything. I'm new in town. How was your day? How the fuck was your day? I'm the machine. Machine. You might be a redneck. A bunch of men talking about barbecue grills. Animals must think we're idiots. We're idiots. Since you love me so much, what, what's the deal with airplanes? What I would suggest is just start. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Opening the Mic. It is a weekly podcast where you follow along with two open mic or schlub ass comedians on their journey from what we are currently to real deal, official, respected by our peers. Comedians. I'm Travis Stevenson. And I'm John Murphy, and I will never respect your ass, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you gonna, I'm going to make you respect me. You're going to learn today. <laughs> I'll fuck you till you love me. Word I can't say. Remember when Mike Tyson said yeah. that? Yeah, how do you forget that? Mike Tyson, where he looked at the reporter, he goes, I'll fuck you till you love me. Gay Derogatory slur. gay slur that starts with an F. It. <laughs> I'm like, is that an insult? Or like, is that... Yeah, just- that's that seems... Is that negging? I never learned how to neg. <laughs> I feel like that's negging. I think he's trying to bang that dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. So last week we went over some stuff. Uh, we went over trying some new clubs for the first time. Me absolutely bodying you at both of those clubs. <laughs> uh, and then we talked about the lovely uh, Chris Rock Will Smith debacle. Yeah, the slap heard round the world. Uh, we also talked about the fact that someone who remained nameless. Stated that you did not have 20 minutes. And then, because at the club that we are at, I won a competition. Uh-huh. And like part of the prize for winning is you get to feature for a traveling act. So I got to feature for Michael Palisak. I think that's how you say his name. There's a lot of consonants in there. It's a very Polish-sounding name. <laughs> right. a clean comedian. Fucking monster. He, was... he did a set, and people were dying laughing. And halfway through, I look over, and I'm like, is this dude clean? Like, he hasn't said a curse word. That's exactly what He's I thought. He's killing Stone Cold Clean. That's how you know when a clean comic's good is when they're halfway through their act before you go, wait a minute, this guy's clean. Is he doing this clean? Yeah. Like, if he starts out in five minutes and you're like, he's pretty good for clean, that's one thing. But yeah. This dude, like, didn't even know he was clean up to this point. Dude, I was Great. I was laughing hard. Nate Bargatze-esque. Like, because when you watch Dry Bar, sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, there's something missing. If he would just say, fuck, or shit, or... That lady was a real poopy head. You mean yeah. bitch. You can say bitch. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, Bargazzi, speaking of that, one of my all-time favorites as of recent, like, Bargazzi kills me, dude. He's so good. And I was halfway through his second special before I was like, wait a minute, this dude's clean. Dude, that guy is built different. Murderer. He is so like When so you listen good. to Brian Regan, you're like, I get it, because it's a lot of dad joke type humor, yeah, and yeah. you're just like... But it's very obvious he's clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gaffigan gets a lot of shit for being a clean comic. First of all, he's not 100% clean. No. And I think he's really good. He's just not, like, dirty, filthy. He's not edgy. Yeah. Uh, but Bargazzi is not... Ed- there, there's, like, there's not even slightly blue material in there. By the way, for those uninitiated, blue material is material that's, like, dirty or filthy or... Crosses a line. Uh, offends people, could make people walk, whatever. Um and Nate doesn't even come close to touching blue, and that dude kills me, dude. He is so funny. He seems like the clean comedians who are good are the ones who talk about just mundane material, mm-hmm. but they make it in a way that like everybody understands. Right. And I mean, I, I think that's probably all comedy, right? You take something that's not... Because I mean, if you go with something that's offensive, it's almost like, well, yeah, the joke's right there, because there's so much tension in just the topic, and... Tension release is like the yeah. standard formula for getting a laugh. It's mm-hmm. like you build up some sort of tension and then you release it with like a playful, you know, resolution to all that tension. But like clean comedians who are good, like this guy that Michael Pallet, who you know, is talking about his kids, talking about doing laundry or whatever. Yeah. And he could somehow make that relatable. I mean, of course it's relatable. It's an everyday topic, but he could somehow make tension out of that and then make it funny. Yeah. And like a lot of the topics he was touching on 
were like you said super mundane things that like you think about every day but just the way he brings it to you you're like wow you know that's a really I never, funny way yeah. to say that and uh i think that's a, a divider in the clean comedy world which neither of us are even remotely close to clean um it's it's pretty offensive most of it but i think that that's a divider is if you're going to be a clean comic you can't like the guys who try to blur that line and get close to offensive, but not say the words they're not supposed to. It's like they're towing a line, just the wrong line. They're yeah. towing the line between clean and dirty, yeah. as opposed to being dirty and towing the line of offensive and not. I've thought about and trying it's so clean obvious. too, where like I'll take existing jokes that I've got and mm-hmm. I'm just replace the off color topics and the dirty words with clean stuff. And like you can tell, it's like when when the joke yeah, needs missing. you to say fuck and you don't say it, you yep. can tell. It's like I told her what the frick. Yeah. It's just like it doesn't hit the same. Exactly. Yeah. You can't you can't take material that needs the cussing and take it away and it still be just as good. I did okay. Like I tried my first clean joke and I didn't realize it was clean until I was doing it. And I'm like, you know what? I can do this clean because I only say like a curse word at the beginning and I talk about And it's not a needed one. Yeah, I talk about something off color at the end where like I make a sexual reference to something that isn't sexual, but I'm like, oh, I could get a laugh here. And I'm like, I could just scrap these two, and I could do this clean. And then it became a thing for me. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try this. Yeah. And I go up on and I'm so nervous about fitting it in, because it's a story I'm telling. And then I try to do a sidebar where I talk about you know this off-the-wall topic. And I, I'm like, I can do this clean. And I try to get through it. And at the end of it, you know, I'm just excited that I got through it and I got some laughs because anytime you try something new you're nervous it's just going to fall flat on its face well this got laughs all the way through I'm like okay cool Uh, and then at the end of it you know people are like oh good job I'm like I think I did it clean I don't think I cursed I'm like wait a second you did that clean I was like oh hell yeah that's the best thing you could be told yeah that's the that's that's the goal Mm -hmm. if you get to that point and people don't even realize it was clean so speaking of which Michael Palasek was a clean comedian but I was also getting to open for him or feature for him rather and I had to do 20 and recently before that, like I, I bombed at a mic that we did mm-hmm. away. So we traveled for it. We went there. I ate all the dicks in the world. <laughs> and then this guy comes up to me and says, oh, you got 20 that you're going to be doing? You ain't got it. Yeah. <laughs> and like you just bold, you know, yeah. crushed all my hopes and dreams right then and there. So I was really nervous and I was in my head about this. I'm like, shit, maybe I don't have 20, even though that I, I've done 10 several times and I've got all these different fives that I've done. I'm like, I could just piece them together. I could just talk slower. I mean, hell, I've done 15 on accident right? by trying to squeeze too much in. I'm like, if I just slowed down, because I talk fast as shit anyways, mm-hmm. if I slow down a little bit, 20 should be no problem. And then... This guy gets in your head. Gets in like, my head. Maybe I'm like, fuck, I he's don't. right. I don't have 20. Maybe I've, you know, I know I've got 10, but that's not 20. And I go and I get up there and I'm nervous about it and I'm doing it and everything's going really well. I'm doing really well, you know. Uh, and I'm also cursing a lot, and I'm talking about porn on my dick and this, that, and the other before I realized this dude was clean, which is kind of a no-no. You know, if you're gen- the general rule is like the headliner needs to be the guy who pushes the or the person that pushes the envelope the furthest. Yeah, you don't want to be really, really, really dark before mm-hmm. a clean comedian because yeah. the audience has already gotten taken to a certain level that it might ruin the laughs. For that person. Yeah, you can't come back from it. Exactly. It's like Unless you, you're fucking this guy, and it doesn't matter, because he's still crushed. It's like if you watch a really gory murder horror movie, yeah. and then right after that you're supposed to watch a rom-com, it's just like you won't enjoy it as much yeah. as if you would watch rom-coms back-to-back. Yeah, because you've already been taken to a, a heavier place. place. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to lighten the mood and, and go back to laughing at, mm-hmm. you know, relationship jokes. Um, so, anyways, and then I do it. And I get through it, and I put all this material in there. I was like, I remembered it all. I didn't have to write anything down. I was real nervous about it. Felt sick as shit the entire day. And I was like, maybe I'm getting sick. Maybe I'm coming down. Just nerves. Yep. And the nerves had gotten me so bad that, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to throw up and pass out all day. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get off, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I did it. And I walk by, and people are telling me I did good. And I walk back there, and somebody's like, yeah, I think you had, like, 18 minutes and 30 seconds. I'm like, fuck, that's still not 20. <laughs> He's right. I don't have 20. I'm like, if he was there, he's like, told you, you ain't got 20. You have 18 minutes and 34 seconds. It's not 20, is it, bitch? It was 20. You just, you talk super fast. Yeah. You could have slowed down, not stepped on a laugh or two, and had 20 easy. And I brought my parents. It's the first time I've ever let them mm-hmm. watch me do stand-up. And because, like, my mom's my biggest cheerleader, and she wants me to do well in life. She's also so critical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I gathered. <laughs> like, it's so bad telling. Like, as soon as I told her I could do stand up, you know, I was trying it. She's like, oh, let me hear some of your jokes. Those aren't funny. She's like, here's what you should do. And then, like, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the your worst mom. thing ever. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I get off stage and then like they aren't looking too thrilled. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> so I ask her how I did. She goes, ah, I don't like how you laugh at your jokes. That's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, fuck you, bitch, first off. <laughs> well, I agree with her. Yeah. But then like, I don't remember doing that. So I like, we had the whole thing taped and then she brought that up to me while she goes, are you still laughing at your jokes? I'm like, I didn't laugh at my goddamn jokes, mom. <laughs> so I had to play her the whole, and it's awkward too, because she's the kind of person that she'll bring out a video for you on her phone, which is hard for her because she's of advanced age. And then she goes to play it. When she finally gets it punched up, um, you know, punch it up. Yeah. As soon as she finally gets it punched up and you go to watch it, she's the kind that, it doesn't matter if it's a 14-minute fucking video and you're in the middle of traffic, you know, she will make you watch the whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. So whenever I go to start it, I'm like, see, what part do you think I laughed at my own jokes, Mom? And then we listened to the whole thing before she was like, you actually did pretty good. And then she's like, can you send me that? I want to show, show my mom. <laughs> now I want to show everyone. I'm like, well, my 93-year-old grandmother does not need to hear <laughs> The jokes. That. <laughs> uh, what is it with old people and saying shit like punch it up? Now punch that up. Punch uh, that up. My dad's absolute go-to phrase all the time is Google that shit. <laughs> that like, sounds cool, though. It's not. <laughs> like uh, the most recent, we were hunting and he needed a new pair of waders. And uh, I told him that they were on sale. <laughs> Let me just say that like that's just regular converse. You know, he's just hunting on a new, new pair of waders and just... Yeah, bro, I'm fucking trash as fuck. I don't know where where, where have you been? I've been this I've been this way since we were twelve. Anyway, uh, he's like, I need a new pair of waders, and I was like, I think Rogers has them on. So he's like, Well, get me a pair. I'm like, I can't just okay. Hey, hey, Google, order waders. Like I don't like it's gonna take a minute. I'm gonna need to know your size. I need a credit card because I'm not buying them motherfuckers. And it like they don't understand the time frame it takes to do some things and then other things it's like well i ain't got time for all that and it's like it's two clicks yeah there's like the, no grasp of it whatsoever and i'm afraid that in a very short amount of time we're going to become those people like i'm so afraid that i'm close to that oh, age I'm, I'm, anytime anybody uses gen z speak now i'm like i'm using that wrong yeah like in a joke i tried to use okay bet and i'm like i don't want to say it because I know I'm fucking it up. What does it mean? I'm like, you can't Urban Dictionary that shit. Yeah, you shit. can't Google okay bet. Yeah, it's just like, when do I, okay, because I can use it, but I'm going to be using it like someone's saying the Walmarts. Like, yeah. I know I'm going to fuck it up. Right, yeah. And, and they were like, do you want to go get nachos? I'm like, yes, let's get nachos, okay bet. I'm like, that's no. not how it goes. It's, uh, Your drip is looking fit. What? <laughs> Fits awful drippy bet. Go, okay bet, okay bet, okay bet. I'm still young. I'm still young. <laughs> I'm so afraid that I'm about to be that guy who's going to have to ask someone younger than me to like fix a thing because that used to frustrate <laughs> me. So I'm like, how do you not know how to, you know, fix your computer? How do you not know how to hook up a TV? And I'm afraid that like something's going to come out in the next few years where I'm going to have to call like a cousin or a nephew or a niece or something. Be like, Hey, can you fix my TV? Like I, I'm so afraid to be that guy. Cause I was that kid for so long and I hated it. And I'm so afraid I'm going to be that guy. I think we're more technically sound than the younger generation. Like, they know the cool terms. I never knew the cool terms even when I was like in high school, and that was the cool shit. I was always like, I don't use those words, and I'm not around people who <laughs> use those words. Just you in middle school, like, hey man, we're gonna go to Taco Bell, and you're like groovy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember dope was cool in the '90s. I still but, say dope. So, but I said Constantly. dope. I said dope when it wasn't cool. Because like that's you know like oh yeah dope we're all all stars in the dope show Marilyn Manson like I remember dope yeah and then finally like dope became cool and I was like hell yeah dope and I'm like I fit in and then it became uncool again and I'm like I guess I'm back to being on the outside of this I still say shit is fire all the time mm-hmm. and uh, lady like a titty that's not cool anymore you can't mm-hmm. like dude that shit was fire and I was like okay grandpa I corrected somebody one time because they said that shit was bomb. And I'm like, you mean the bomb? And I'm like, I, it's probably dub bomb, but like, I don't think we use that anymore. <laughs> it's flames, bro. I got in one. There's Straight a, flames. There's a girl at our club that's really young. I, I don't know, 23, 22. I don't know. It's Rain. I don't know how old she is. She's young. With yeah. a name like Rain, you know, she's yeah. something. She's not she's, she's not a boomer. Yeah, exactly. So she needed some, she needs some like headshots and I have a camera. So she's like, <laughs> can you give me some headshots? I'm like, sure. That's literally your only credential. But I tried, yeah. And I tried to um, Gen Z speaker a little bit. I'm like, yeah. So whenever you come over, just if you've got any inspo pics of a fit that or whatever that you like, just send it over and then we'll try to recreate that. And she goes, low key, what's an inspo pic? And I'm like, 
what's low key? <laughs> like, we just got this thing. We, all right, here's here's what I need from okay, you. Okay, let me speak in regular English. Okay, I need a reference photo because I don't know what I'm doing. So if you could find something you like, I will try to recreate that because like I know how to work a camera. I just don't know how to work a person. Right. So yeah. like, and I'm very, like Kayla gets on to me all the time. My wife gets on to me all the time for this. Like if I am like taking a photo of somebody, I'll just I'll get tired of telling them what I want, and eventually I'll just move them. Yep. And like I don't understand that i don't have like a soft touch abusing dude when we were doing my headshots like for five minutes you're like lean forward lean forward i'm like dude if i lean any further forward i'm falling i can't <laughs> and you're like all right well maybe try leaning back yeah that's what i wanted the whole time and i'm like well why don't you say that you're like you know what i fucking meant I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. no i didn't <laughs> no i needed you to lean forward but like i just lean but more forward <laughs> yeah yeah but that way camera forward <laughs> And but there's uh, this lady I did headshots for, and she's like this sweet, dainty, middle age ish lady. I think she's in her 40s. I'm not sure. But like, I was taking photos, and I got so tired of like not telling her the right thing. So I just started like grabbing her and moving her. Kayla's like, You got to realize you're being really rough. I'm like, Am I? And then I look over, and she's rubbing her neck. <laughs> like, Oh, fuck. I just gave this bitch whiplash. <laughs> like, Yeah, just turn your head a little bit now, like this. Turn your head. And then, like, I would try to say, like, and then, like, she had her lips, like, pouty, and I was like, kind of bite the back of your lip, like, pull it back a little bit. And then she was like, I'm like, this is not a boudoir shoot. <laughs> like, I don't know how to, like... <laughs> it could be. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know how to tell you what is in my head. So, like, let me just do it. Yeah, <laughs> you're not great with directions. No. Uh, I'll be honest with Cause you. Because I don't know, like, in a video I can do, because you can't lie in video, but in cameras, like, we've all seen it. We've all, all seen these girls who have, and guys who have profile pics that... You're like, damn, that person is an attractive human being in the human real life. And you're like, look at this fucking warlock. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I heard the camera adds 50 pounds, but you what somehow made yourself... What filter were you using? I know, you had the tall, dark, and handsome, and instead you just look like short, squat, and ridiculous. Uh, all right. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, we're no. fine. No spills. We're fine. Uh, what was the next thing we were going to talk... Oh, uh, I... Oh, well, you got to try hosting. I did. I did so host for the whenever first you're time. doing comedy, there's a few different avenues that you can get into. And what I've been told, never done it, but what the owner of the club says is hosting is a great thing that you can do to get more stage time, get more exposure, because it's the thing that helps you out. You can try your jokes while you're hosting. You can try improv, crowd work, and it's something that you can get on pretty easily because lots of mics need a host. Yeah. So it's way easier to get a host spot than it is, say, a feature spot. And you... You're not going to walk in and host off of day one. That's like, you know, it's something you kind of have to earn, not as much as getting like a featured spot or something like that, but it is a little bit of an earned privilege to, you, you have to prove yourself being able to, you know, be quick, work on your feet, things like that. So it was a little bit of an honor that he offered me that it was like a, a moment for me. I'm like, okay, well, I'm at least good enough for him to let me do this. So that felt pretty cool. And uh, it was for a St. Patrick's Day show. And I was far more nervous for that than I have been any other show we've ever done. Really? Yeah, because here's the thing. You have nerves as well as I do. When you're doing a set of 5, 10, 50, it doesn't matter. Whatever set you're doing, when you get done and walk off the stage, that's when you can catch your breath and relax. But if you're a host, you got to go right the fuck back up there. I didn't even think of that. So it's like, all right, I did the thing. Get ready for the next yep. thing. Like, there's no, there's no time to like chill, and you're always like listening to the comic because you want to say something about what they said, yeah. and you want to stay. You can't take you any be of their in jokes. The moment. You yeah. gotta be, and you have to. A good host, which I don't claim to be a good host by any means at this point, but a good host is a, the leveler, the person who levels. The they reset the room. the room. Yeah. So if somebody's super high energy, they'll bring them back down to baseline. If somebody's super low energy, you'll pick them back up to baseline. That way the next comic doesn't come into a, a totally different feel than what they're expecting. Yeah. If I'm a... Is it Brian Wright? Stephen Wright? Yeah. Yeah. If I'm a Stephen Wright, real slow, one-liner comedian, mm -hmm. and then the next person's super high energy, we don't need that huge stark contrast. So the host is a good way to reset. Bring it. Yep. And... Um, also, something I hadn't considered at all. I knew about all that. I talked to you about all that. Thing I hadn't considered is you are also the time management. So if you need to add some time to the show, you know, you're like that night we were trying to get an hour and a half show, and one of the comics didn't show, and so now you've got to add ten minutes to the show somewhere, and then somebody went like six minutes long, so now you got to cut cut six minutes, and you're the guy who has to do that. So sometimes you go up there and you're like, all right, I'm just going to go and bring up the next comedian because you're trying to fire through it. And then the next minute you could go up there and have to do a five minute bit. So it was like pretty nerve wracking. And it was probably the most fun I've had other than the two shows where we did really well. So I've got to try to reel back from that and cut time and all that stuff. And then you start getting towards the end of the show and it's 
you find out it's like, hey, uh, we're we're gonna be like ten minutes short. Can you do some? And I'm like, well, I wasn't ready, but sure. And then you know, once you've ran out of your material, you can't keep going back and telling a story every time. So then you start working in crowd work and keeping the crowd involved. And it was it was a lot of fun. It was a it flexed muscles I had never used before, and it was really cool. Uh, it was a St. Patrick's Day show, so I went all out. Uh, I got a green blazer. I had green sunglasses. I showed up late in a pink shirt. <laughs> like, I didn't think I was going to be there. Yeah. This fucking chewed bubblegum wrinkled-ass shirt that I had. <laughs> I uh, I felt like a host. I felt important up there. It was cool. And uh, it was a whole lot of fun. I did some crowd work. Forced crowd work, not just like the little bit of crowd work I did at that other show where I saw something and it was like, okay, I got to go up here and do some crowd work. What can I do? And I actually had to seek out something. And uh, there was a guy on the front row who looked similar to me, but was like in shape with a much nicer beard. And uh, he was also wearing a green blazer. In but, shape's a stretch. <laughs> huh? In shape's a stretch. I said more in shape. Oh. Which is not a stretch by any means. <laughs> Fucking everyone's more in shape than me. But. And he had on like a really nice green blazer, not one he got at Goodwill five minutes before the show for six dollars. His beard like looked like it came out of a magazine. For oh, it's beards so only. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, okay, so you're gonna come in here, green blazer better than mine, beard better than mine, you look better than I do. Why don't you just take the fucking mic and go with it? And then I found out he was cool, so I riffed with him all night, talked about him being Irish and you know favorite drinking songs and things like that. Did some like. Googled up Irish St. Patrick's Day jokes, you know, just read them off of online, gave credit, uh, all that shit. And it was a whole lot of fun, dude. It was like, it was one of those things that like I didn't want to do when I walked in the door, which I feel like that a lot of times. I'm like, I don't even want to be here. I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to go home. I don't like this at all. And after I got done, I was like, can I do that again right now? Can we do another show and let me host? Because it was so much fun. I hope I get to host some more because it's, like you said, it's an opportunity to try some jokes that you haven't done before. And in a super chill environment where you're going to be forgotten two seconds after you walk off stage. Cause they're bringing an actual comedian up. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not considered a comedian at that point. You're a host. So it was really cool. You haven't hosted anything yet. No. You? And like, I think I'd be good at it cause I'm, I'm pretty quick, but I feel like if I'm not on, then that's tough. Cause sometimes I'll try crowd work or I'll be around people and I'm just like, fuck, I'm off tonight. I'm, I'm just, nothing's hitting. And then other nights, like I, it's like, I can't miss, Yeah, you know? And, and I always try, like whenever I go up at an open mic or something, if the comedian, if they don't, the host doesn't break up in between me and the next person, I always try to say something about the previous comedian or the host or whatever, just to mm -hmm. kind of, or what's going on in the room, just to try to, excuse me, try tie to let, it together. Yeah. And let people know that, you know, I'm present, I'm here in the room and whatnot. But the other thing I've, I've thought of is like, if I'm going up there to do a five, I know what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. So as long as I don't like just forget my material or it doesn't eat shit, then I'll be fine. I can get through my five. Yeah. But as a host, if you're trying to do everything off the top of your head and you try to riff with somebody out there and it doesn't go, or you do a joke and it doesn't land, it's just like, how do you dig yourself out of that? So I'd like to try to navigate it, but I wish it would, there was like a low stakes way for me to try it first. Besides just like, you know, the whole baptism by fire, which is kind of what we're used to. And something I learned from doing that host, so because we had that, the guy who didn't show, no call, no show. Anyway, uh, the guy who wasn't there was slated to go first. So we were like, hey, the next comedian's not ready. They're in the bathroom, whatever. Go up and do some time. And I'm like, fuck, okay. And I wasn't going to do one of my bits because I was saving that in case I needed to do something at the end. So I went up and I was like, okay, what can I do? This is a St. Patrick's Day show. I need to touch on that. So I just told a drunk St. Patrick's Day story. And everything was going good. I was It was all off the top of the head. It was just recounting an actual thing that happened. And I'm just going with it. And I'm adding a joke here and there. And it was like cool, super cool on the fly stuff. You weren't there yet. And I'm just rolling, rolling. And then I'm trying I to think get, of what story it is. It was actually about Halloween. I just changed it to St. Patrick's Day. All the McAdoo story? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm telling this story as if it was on St. Patrick's Day, even though it happened on Halloween. And I get three quarters, four fifths, almost to the end of this thing. And I realize, holy shit, I don't have a way to wrap this up. Because like the nature of that story is it's kind of like a hangover thing. I'm telling you from the perspective of the next day, everyone recounting to me what happened. So I get to the end and I'm like, so that's the story. Like I'm like, oh shit, how do I close this thing out? So then I stabbed a guy and it was fucking wild. I went to jail. I'm still there. This isn't even real. I'm in a padded room right now just saying I didn't do it. It was one of those situations where it's like, fuck, I don't know how to end this story. And it's not a good end to a story. That's why I haven't made it a bit because I don't have a way to close it out. So I'm freaking out. 
while still talking, which is a weird thing that happens when you're on stage. You're thinking while you're talking. I can't do it in real life, but for some reason when I have a microphone in my hand, I can break it. And I'm like, okay, just keep talking and think and think. And then finally I was like, oh, wait a minute. I don't have to worry about it because this isn't a bit. This is just me hosting. And there's this like little safety net that no matter what you do, as soon as you stop talking, as long as you introduce the next comedian, you're going to get applause because they're applauding for the guy coming on. Yeah. So it was like... So that was my drunk story for St. Patrick's Day. I'm sure you guys got a bunch of them. Anyway, here's our next comedian. <laughs> Just roll right into it. And everyone's like, yeah. And the cool thing is they're already ready to start hearing jokes because even though you're hosting, you're not telling jokes yet. No, you're just the host. Yeah. So they're ready to start hearing the actual jokes. So they've and already forgotten about you. I never hold the host you. to a high standard either. Like whenever other people are hosting, like they'll do bits and they'll do jokes, but I still don't hold them to a standard because like, right. they're just hosting. Yeah. You know, they're just up there, you know, they're the warm, the hype up guy, the warm up yep. guy. So like, I don't ever, it's a, it's a really cool thing that I now have a ton of respect for people who do it well, Yeah, because it's not easy now that I've done it from the other side and I didn't, I, I by no means was the greatest host of all time. I think I did okay. Everyone said I did okay, but it was like the respect I now have for people who do it well. It's like, I did not realize what you're going through in between every set mm -hmm. because while someone's up there talking, all you're worried about is your next 30 seconds you got to do. So Especially for like the open mics. Like I'll watch like, uh, you know, Sean reset the room after like somebody's done some nuclear material and yep. like really just put everybody in a bad mood and, and he'll just like, okay. And just kind of, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I've always thought Sean was great and thought his comedy was funnier. And, but the more I learn about comedy, the more I respect him as a comedian less about like the more I, it's not like I laugh harder and I think he's funnier or anything like that. I've always thought he was funny, but like, it seems like every time I learn something about this business, like hosting or whatever, it's like, wow, he's really good at that. And that's not easy. You know, what's weird too is like, there's some people who are hilarious in person in conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm the funny uncle at a barbecue. Right. Like in conversation, I can be pretty funny. Creepy uncle who touches kids. Yeah, but it's yeah. a little touchy, a little touchy makes the dog nervous, you know? Yeah. I feel like I can be that, but then, you wonder if that translates to on stage because some of the funniest people I know I'll watch them get on stage and they eat all the dick in the world. Mm -hmm. And then there's some people who aren't super animated. They're not on. And yet they, uh, they go on stage and they kill. Yeah. So like Sean's not like the most on person in conversation. No, but he we just went lays that, back. So he had a birthday. The owner of the club had a birthday and like we had like a surprise roast for him. Mm -hmm. So we went there and the surprise was because He's the host of the club. He's always doing, you know, his material. So we've heard it a bunch. Yeah. So we're like, oh, this would be really cool. We all know all of his jokes. Yeah. And we thought, so we'll each go up there and we'll act like we're doing a comedy show. And we each just took one of his bits. And performed it to him. And performed it to him. And I thought, what I was going to say is like, I thought, you know, Sean's not the most on person in conversation. But we also did a roast, and people were like saying things to him. They were jabbing at him, and how fucking quick he was to respond. Dude, he's so quick. I was like, "Damn it, where is that in conversation?" I guess he just—he's he just laying back, laying back. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like a tiger in the tall grass. He's ready to strike. Yeah, anytime someone would like say something from the stage at him, right there with a response, and it was good. It was the perfect response. Does he need to say something like super? this super fast yeah. a lot of word or does he just need to be like uh boom and then hit him with something yeah because one guy was like it's impressive they were like hey uh there was a joke about his uh him and his wife went to a fertility clinic to try to have a kid and he has a joke about it. he goes man i can't remember your fucking joke he goes uh how did that thing go again no, i'm serious how does it go and he goes well i hate to ruin the ending for you but it didn't work and then the audience <laughs> just fucking dies because yeah. like if it were me and somebody asked me I'm like i would have just been like oh well actually let me tell you how my joke goes yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, yeah. I'm just honored that you uh-huh want to know about my joke and it was yeah that was impressive how quick he was on a lot of that stuff that night that was my first roast that i got to go to yep and apparently no one there shout out to everyone at blue ridge what the hell like, did no one understand the format of a roast? Have you never seen Comedy Central? Oh, man, there were some people treating it like a fucking open mic. They're like, <laughs> yeah. what about that Chris Rock slap? I'm like, not the place. <laughs> this is not where you work dual, out material. There was a dual birthday. So two people had a birthday. Yep. So they were up there as the... One is the owner of the club. One works at the club. Uh, and is they're both comics, comics obviously. Yeah, and they're... Uh, and it was like, okay, they were the... What do you say? The people of honor? The, the honorees. The honorees. So they were the ones who were like ready to roast and shit on. And people get up there and like, hey, Sean. Hey, Meredith. How's it going? 
how about Chris Rock? And we're like, what the f- Did you guys not understand the assignment? <laughs> Talk shit about them. They're right there. You're making this very awkward because you're talking, let me tell you about my girlfriend. And I'm like, that, no, no, no. And also, it's like protocol at a roast, if you've ever seen one at all, is everyone who's on the dais, the people who are doing the roasting, you hit each of them with one little joke or two little lines, and then you really lay into both of them, and then you tell them how great they are. And... Everyone there did the same thing where they were like, I'm going to tell you how great you are. And then shit on you. And then like say one shitty line and then tell you how great you are. It's like the the format and no one was shitting on each other like they should have. Like I personally, like two hours before this thing was supposed to happen, just sat down and wrote a line about everyone. Oh, my ass. My ass. Okay. So first off, it was a fun night. And even though the format was a little fucked up, everybody, I mean, it was still funny. I mean, it it was a ton of fun. But, like, you call me, like, an hour beforehand, and you're like, have you got anything yet? I was like, oh, I was just going to write down some stuff real quick, because I was busy working on some house stuff. And then on the drive up there, I had my laptop out, and I was furiously writing, and the 15-minute ride over, and I'm still sitting in the parking lot, like, yeah. trying to write something. I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, that's, that's when, I, when I called you, I had just finished writing. I had spent an hour just like, okay, here's what I can say about them, and I was just checking the group message to see who all was on it. This is why I say old bullshit, because I go up there, and I look at what I've written. I put it on my notes on my laptop, transfer it to my phone. It takes up a quarter of the screen. You pull out four goddamn full pages, double-sided, single-spaced, .2 font. I'm like, okay, no. First of all, it was larger font, so I could read it from the stage. Was, Second, I can't help it. I'm better than you. That's not my so fault. Much. I fell asleep halfway through, because I'm like, Jesus, what is this? It was uh, it was one line. Do you remember back in the day when you had to watch a really long movie when VHS was still a thing and you had uh-huh. to take out one tape and put in the second tape? Oh yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> that was your row set. Yeah, okay. your row well, set was could Titanic. You, um, could you call anyone there who tell me I killed and ask them about that? Because everyone was pretty pumped. Well, about it, it meant so. you literally killed because people died from exhaustion. <laughs> it wasn't like, that it's long. so long. It was it was literally four sheets of paper, but that was because it was huge font, so I could read it on the stage, and it was literally one line about six different people, right. and then. 30 seconds on each of the two people we're supposed to be roasting, <laughs> then telling them how great they are, and then getting off stage. Mm-hmm. And everyone else would go up and be like, well, I've got a line for this person, and then Sean, thanks, and then that's it. I'm like, well, I thought we were supposed because yeah, now cause I, I look you, like... The, you look like an asshole. Yeah, because yeah, I went first. Yeah. So now I look like the asshole. It's like, okay, obviously this guy took it way too serious. And I was like, I asked in the group, like, are we doing just you know, standard roast status? And they were like, yep, just like a regular roast. I'm like, okay, so I got to do a thing for everyone. And I don't know. I just felt like such a dumbass because I was like, the next guy goes up and I'm like, oh, he must not have much time. The next guy goes up. The next guy goes up. I'm like, what the fuck? Am I the only one who looked like an asshole here who like did the full Comedy Central? Because, I mean, I had some, nothing I said was really too mean. And you had a couple in there that were a little. Oh, yeah, I'm going to push it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it was still like, I don't know, it was a blast. And then, uh. And then there was a guy who did an anti-roast. The host was good. Um, and then... <laughs> Dude, Joe fucking killed me. Shout out, Joe. You'll probably be on here at some point, buddy. Joe but, the baker. Yeah. He's our resident Jew. He's the only Jew we have. We're not a very Jewish neighborhood. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's our token Jew. He gets up there and does an anti-roast. And we're like halfway through before we realize. And, and like, I said it. I whispered it. And it, like it, it went around the, the room. I was like, he's doing an anti-roast. And people were like, he's doing an anti-roast. He's doing an anti-roast. And you just heard anti-roast, anti-roast. Anti- and everybody got on board. And it yeah. was so fucking good. The, I told him afterwards, I was like, the funny thing about that whole thing is like every time he would say something wonderful about someone, I would wait for the release. Yeah. And it's like, I knew it wasn't coming. Because he built tension like a motherfucker. He's like, he's like, he started with me. He was like, John Murphy, I just want to say you're a beautiful man. I love the color of your eyes. You're an amazing person. And then he like starts going, and I'm like, okay, he's going to come back and then be like, hey, and I've been lying this whole time. Or he's saving the real pain for Sean and Meredith, the honorees. Yeah. And he just says wonderful things about everyone yeah. and gets off to, and it was like, I've never been blue balled so hard in my oh, life. Yeah, like, bad. So I was like, dude, can you fucking go back up there and shit on me? <laughs> he, he got to me and he was like, He's like, Travis, you're a talented person and it's going to take you places. I'm like, here's the joke. Here's the joke. Here's the joke. And then like, he says, probably New York or LA and or New York or LA. And I was like, well, well, and he just kept doing that to everybody. He yeah. was like, tension, 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 no release. And the good thing was the way he wrote the jokes, it wasn't just like, you're great. It was like, let me tell you about the way you look. It's wonderful. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, here, nope, no, nope, uh, nope. nope. <laughs> It was a fucking brutal thing to watch. Also, it makes you feel like an asshole because I shit on him a little bit. 
and everyone else had like you know, a couple of people had a joke about him and it's like hey um you're supposed to shit on me too because now it's just like i said something mean to you and then you said nothing mean oh, to yeah. me. now you feel like a, a dick <laughs> oh it's so funny and then uh you know meredith and sean got up there and you know because that's which a roast I don't know how I feel about because, like, I don't want to be mean to anybody. Right. Because, like, I don't know when I'm going to take it to. It's not like I'm better than that. I'm, no, not at all. It's just I don't know when I'll push that line and be, like, really bitchy because mm-hmm. I can, like, I know what it's like. I, you know, I grew up with two brothers. So, like, you know, I know how to be mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, and I, I, can, I can make people cry. Yeah. I, I, mean, I can find those buttons and I can push them real quick. <laughs> so, uh, I just, uh, I'm afraid that that's what's going to happen. And, and I don't know where the line is and I'm going to like hurt somebody's feelings. And I don't want to do that. I'd rather just not. And, like, I just don't want to, I'm not the guy. I don't even want to be in that situation. Just could you That's count weird me because you've never had a problem hurting my feelings. No, not at all. It's people I care about is mostly. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> like, I cry a lot and a lot of it's from you. I feel like your tears are like Gatorade, like, your tea. nourishment. Yeah. <laughs> Electrolytes. <laughs> salty. They would be salty as fuck. But, and then at the, uh, so, I mean, the, it was kind of cool because I went up there and, and nobody got offended. Nobody took it too far. Everybody was being real cool. And I'd laughed really hard that night, which is always, you know, that's the whole reason yeah, you go to a point. comedy club that's in the first place. Yeah. It's like, I love whenever I leave there and I can't talk the next day because my voice is gone because I laugh so hard. And then Sean and Meredith get up there and they fucking hit us with lines. And I swear to God, Sean had to get tipped off. Because, like, some of the lines that he had about us, I'm like, you've been sitting on this for a while. Yeah. Like, that's fucking good. <laughs> you held on to that one. He hit me with one, and then afterwards he's like, I have no further use for that joke. If you, It might work in your set, so if you want to <laughs> add it in, you can have it. I'm <laughs> just like, oh, gee, thanks. Dude, Brian fucking oh murdered God. me. There's this guy there who's hilarious, and I don't know if... We're going to have him on. I'm sure he'll be cool with us saying this, but he went to Joe the Baker, and he goes, Joe, you're a Jew. And then everybody's like, what? And then he's like, ha burn. And, like, but see, Joe is so cool with that extra dark shit. Oh, yeah. The darker, like, the better for Joe. Because, like, you know, Brian's not a controversial comic at all. No. So to see him do that, like, was just <laughs> so... I fell out of my seat. Like, I've never had that happen before, but I, like, I did this, and then, like, he made me laugh, and then my body kind of twisted, and then I fucking fell out of the seat. <laughs> like, I, was like, I can't control my body. Like, <laughs> Dude, Brian's the fucking gangster. We're going to have him on. He's already told me he would come on, so mm. we're going to have him on soon, but he's... He's, in my opinion, the funniest in the area. Yeah. He's a fucking absolute gangster. Nightmare. He's so good. Uh, anyway, he burnt me super hard. Best <laughs> joke on me all night. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if we... Did we talk about it on here? My my faux pas with Norm MacDonald? No. Have we not talked about no. it on here? Okay. Uh, I wrote what I thought was a phenomenal joke. And it was a good joke, I think. Um and it came from, I was listening to a podcast and someone mentioned about Michael Collins, uh, who is an astronaut. He was another guy on the whole Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin moon landing. He was the guy who drove the ship. And I thought it was, and the podcast wasn't a comedy podcast or anything. They were just talking about how uh, Michael Collins never really got the credit he deserved. And I was like, that's a funny premise because no one actually knows who that is. So I wrote this whole bit about NASA and Michael Collins and technology but and, you like tied it into like Kim Kardashian. Yeah, and, I was like, it's crazy that this dude actually flew flew a rocket ship on the first ever trip to the moon, maintaining exactly sixty nine miles above the lunar surface for twenty eight hours, completely alone and by himself, and no one remembers his name. But you know whose name everyone does remember? Fucking Kim Kardashian. And that was like you know one of my hooks. And then I go into talking about how Ray J doesn't get the credit that he deserves. For the sex tape that made Kim Kardashian famous. So Ray J is like the Michael Collins of sex tapes. And I thought it was this really cool bring back thing. I was like really proud of that writing. And I did it on stage a couple times. It did really well. I was really proud. It was like one of the first times that I sat down and was like. I wrote something a- that was non-story format. Yeah, it wasn't. It had nothing to do with anything that ever happened to me. I was like, here's a funny premise. Let me write around it. And a couple nights after I do it, Brian, the guy we were talking about who uh, told Joe he was a Jew. <laughs> it's okay Joe already knew yeah <laughs> and, uh, he just messaged me on Facebook he's like hey uh, have you heard Norm McDonald's bit about Michael Collins and I was like no I've never heard I'm not a huge Norm fan rest in peace one of the greatest to ever do it comics comic everyone loves him I've never laughed at his material super hard so right. I've just never I've never watched a lot of Norm uh, Love everything he did on Saturday Night Live. Just never listened to his comedy. Yeah, I was a fan of him, like in acting. You yeah, know, like Dirty Work's one of my favorite movies. But I, I, I'm the same way. Like his comedy was like, ah, I like it, but it's too dry. Yeah, kind of it's bo- just not my, it's not my step. No, I understand how great he is, and I don't want to hear shit about it. But 
just not someone I kept up with. I didn't watch all of his specials or anything. So I'd never heard this joke. And he's like, well, I just thought I'd tell you, it's pretty similar to yours. Uh, you're probably fine. It's not so similar. You can't do yours. Just thought I'd let you know. Pretty goddamn similar, dude. Dude, I watched that shit, and he did my fucking bit. <laughs> yeah, but better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't have the Kim Kardashian shit in there, did he? Yeah, he had a line. He was like... Uh, Talking about how he's not famous probably because his ass isn't big enough. Like, who the fuck's he talking about? Mm. Kim Kardashian. That's 100%. He has he has a reference to celebrities being famous for having big asses. He has a... I talk in there about how uh, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong get all the moon pussy. And uh, Michael Collins doesn't get shit from it. And Norm talks about how they're out there playing golf on the lunar surface. And he's just sitting up in the shuttle, looking down like, it'd be cool if I could come down guys. And like, no, you stay up there. Like it's so good. And it's so exactly like mine. that I almost cried. I was like, I just want to let everyone know I'm not a joke. Like that was my biggest problem. It's like, I don't want to be a joke stealer. Please, please don't think I'm a joke stealer. But it's so obscure that nobody's going to believe that it was parallel thinking. Yeah. Everybody's like, mm, okay. It was a hundred percent parallel thinking. Uh, I respect I, after listening to that I was like maybe you heard somebody referencing the bit and that stuck in your head and you had like this third hand account didn't. yeah a hundred percent because I didn't know who Michael Collins was until that podcast if I had heard that before and wrote it from that I would have already known about do you think him. somebody listened to them to the Norm Macdonald bit and then they talked about it on a podcast and didn't do his whole bit no because the podcast was Pendulette Sunday School it's not a comedy podcast it's just a like a, a general talk talking heads type situation and all he said was. Michael Collins doesn't get the credit he deserves. That's why I make sure I tell my kids about him because he was involved too and no one thinks about it. It was There was no joke. There was nothing. He just moves on from it. And I was like, who is Michael Collins? And I had to Google him to write my material. So if I had heard any of that before, there's no way I would have not known who he was. That's what a joke thief would say though, you know? Right. Yeah, I know. I'm a fucking 30... 30- Anyway, I, I, I have people who tell me I'll say something and they'll be like, "That kind of sounds like so and so's bit," you know, because yeah. that's something that we've seen people full blown just steal, and we know it's thievery because, mm-hmm. like, for example, Kill Tony's a popular podcast on the open mic. Somebody will come in, and it got so bad about this one person just taking stuff they saw on Kill Tony that people sat in the audience and started shouting out the punchlines to the joke because they watched. They're like, "Oh, I got to watch this week's Kill Tony to see what this dude's gonna do." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there was a guy who was doing that before too. He hasn't been around much, but anyway. Uh, he was just still in Mitch Hedberg, and oh yeah, I've seen like several people that just do other people's jokes, and like part of me is like, is that how you get into comedy? Like, if you don't know how to write, is it like you know you if you're gonna be in a band and you don't know how to write a song, you cover other people's songs to learn how to do it? Yeah, I guess, but like part of me is like, I want to if that's what you're doing, and you just if you say that's what you're gonna do, because if you're gonna sing a song, you would say, all right, I'm gonna do a song. It, it's by the you know, the cranberries is a zombie. Sure. You, but in the the difference there is you say that. Right. So is it okay if somebody gets up on stage and says, all right, I'm going to do my favorite Norm MacDonald bit for you? Just to like... Yeah, well, I think there's a difference in music and comedy in that world because music, it requires a certain amount of talent and dedication to be able to perform the cranberries. And nobody thinks that you just spontaneously wrote that song. Right. Whereas like comedy... Half of the thing is people think that these are your thoughts that you're well, just now would, coming up if with. If it would be okay for someone to just go up and do someone else's comedy, literally anyone could do it. That uh, The fact that comedians have to write their comedy is what separates them. That's true, because you got to have musical talent. You, not everybody can sing. Right. Like but I everybody that has, a, that has the ability to speak can do a joke. Yeah. As long as you can talk, you can do any joke that you've ever heard. It's the thing about it is, it's like, it's like, how good can you write slash perform, and what... Yeah, so that's what is like. How good is your writing and the performance of your yeah, written now, material? Now, if the, the I think the the better comparison there is songwriters. If you're not a musician, you're a songwriter. You can't just say, you know, here's a song that Miley Cyrus did. Didn't I do a good job of doing it too? And it's like, no, that's already been done. That's already been written. You've done nothing here. And that's the same thing as a comic going up and performing another comedian's bit. They didn't do anything. All they're doing is reciting. Yeah, that it's gets no different weird than too, reading like, a PowerPoint. Like if Miley Cyrus doesn't write her songs, it's like she's an artist. Right, she's, she's not a performer. The yeah, she's a performer. That's the difference, I think. But I have too much respect for comedy to steal anything ever. Um, like every, It got to the point where I was so upset about it that everyone else was like, dude, chill. It's okay. Like I wasn't. I was like, you should burn for that. He should be allowed back here. He should be. To, you, I think your exact words were, get over it, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just rewrite it a little bit. Take away the Michael Collins bit. Stick with the Ray J as like the, 
Yeah. Yeah. Steak but steak. it was the perfect. It was the perfect comparison. But anyway, um, I, was I was so upset about it, and that dwelled on me for a long time. Here's a million dollar idea. Somebody come up with a fucking database to where you can search joke premises, and it gives Dude, you. Dude, tell me about it because I can't tell you how many times I've been like, I feel like I've heard that somewhere, but I don't know where. Or you'll be like. That's like all our texts ask, back and forth are. It, like, it's so hard to ask people that, too. It's like, hey, has anybody ever heard about, like, you know how on Tinder guys will send people dick pics, but since I dated before Tinder, I had to hand them an actual picture of my dick. Has that been done? Has that been And, like, you have to give somebody this fucking just idiotic idea. Like, you're having to tell them a piece of a joke, and it just makes it sound like you fucking ate mushrooms for breakfast. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, have you ever heard of that? And there's no way to Google it, because I've tried yeah. every possible way. Rainbow there's- Kitten Surprise, have you, has, has anybody used that as a punchline yet? <laughs> it's like, uh, half of our texts back and forth are, hey, have you heard blah, blah, blah? And then it's always this, I think so, but I can't remember. And yeah. it's like, well, fuck, that helps me zero. Thanks yeah. a lot, asshole. Yeah, but what did I expect? Just say, yes, I've listened and consumed every single thing right, ever. Yeah. I've read every fucking Reddit comment. That's the other thing, too. So many things are hilarious, but you saw it on on a meme and you're like is that a joke am i stealing from a comedian yeah. or did i read this on a fucking meme and it just stuck back there in my subconscious somewhere and when mm-hmm. i needed a punchline it's like here's the perfect one and am i allowed to perform that right because it's not stand up it's a meme right but i mean someone else wrote that joke and and then you get to a point where it's like what's left yeah like, there's so many memes and comments and so people many being memes funny and comedians and comics and Jokes that have been put on Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else. And it's like, at some point, you have to just accept that, like, someone else is going to have done a joke about watching porn. Someone else is going to have done a joke about having sex with their wife. You just got to do it different enough, I think. But anyway, that whole big rant, that whole big story was to um, tell you about Brian, who was the one who brought up Norm MacDonald. He knew how much it bugged me. And he was the first person to be like, dude, yours is different enough. You can just keep doing it. Oh, Plus, but then, Norm's like, dead. You're fine. But then during the roast. <laughs> and then during the roast, he fucking lit me up. And he was like, John Murphy, you know, he said something about me. And then he's like, but seriously, you easily have my second favorite Michael Collins joke I've ever heard. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you motherfucker. My favorite was he was like, yeah, I didn't have enough time to, to write all the stuff like you did, Murphy. Uh, it's mostly because I have shit to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he was like, if I didn't say anything about you tonight, it's because I respect you. And he didn't say anything to me and i took that as like i didn't take that as oh he must respect me i was like oh i must not be notable enough for yeah. him to fucking shit he on just me. doesn't give a fuck yeah about exactly that's, that's that how is. i took that yeah you know what's cute too like our podcast maybe gets seven to eight downloads but the amount yeah, of people of a fucking big deal kind of a big deal i mean big dick laying on the table yep but the amount of people who are like, I want to do your podcast. And we're just like, well, yeah, we'll we, see if we can schedule. Have talk to the booker. for guests than we have viewers. <laughs> Which makes me wonder, like, why do you want to be on a podcast? Because you you're don't obviously not even it. watching it. <laughs> oh, man. It is, uh, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty, pretty, it's pretty dope that we have that many. Pretty. Here's the thing, like, all you bitches who watch this. <laughs> all you bitches. Yeah. We don't get to talk mean to the seven no, people. Listen. Those fuckers. are our diehard fucking fans. No, listen here, fuckers. Um, and that's only because I have four email accounts. <laughs> there's like a, a huge group thread with all the comics and everyone's like, glad you posted today. Uh, Nina today was like, give me someone. To, yeah, but are you actually listening? Are you are you out there, motherfuckers? Because I don't think you are. Because our download numbers show that you aren't. Comment an eggplant emoji right now. Yep. Stop what you're doing. Hit pause. Three, two, one. Eggplant emoji. That's how we'll know who's... That's who, who's actually listening and who's just playing it so that they can say they helped us. Yeah, damn it. But, yeah, we're going to have a lot that more guests like on here. That sounds like some fucking influencer shit. Like, everyone, stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> Drop a comment below. What do you think the color is going to be when I open this Hit box Hit the comment button. That's the only way that we get out there to YouTube. And let us know what you think right now. <laughs> smash that like button. Feel, smash, 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 smash that like button. <laughs> I feel like a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> the thing is, is I have to do that because I have I a YouTube know. channel that I care about. And a lot of times I'm like, what's... And I'm like, fuck, that wasn't enough energy. That was too much energy. That was just like, I'm losing my mind. I can't even speak. How are you supposed to talk again? I forgot how to talk. Give me a cubicle. I just want to go back to normal. Even when I end this fucking thing, because it's so ingrained in me, like when I get to the end of it, I'm like, oh, I can do this. And I switch on to like autopilot radio voice. I'm like, well, that's everything we've got today. Thank uh, you so much. Hit the for- like button, subscribe, comment if you haven't already. Yeah. <laughs> $5 off now. Oh my God. I was such an asshole. I'm going to start doing the outros from now on. Go for it. I'll say this just because uh, I feel like a piece of shit. So there was this uh, comedy knockout thing that was kind of cool. So it was like, 
you had to write a one-minute bit, and you went head-to-head, March Madness style. Yeah, of course, that's copyrighted. I wanted to do that, and then I remembered I, I did not want jokes. to do it because I don't have one-minute fucking jokes. Everything I've gotten is, is in this big, giant chunk. So I wrote one one-minute joke, and I'm like, cool. Everything I'll, you've got is six minutes, condensed to five. Condensed to five, yeah. I'm like, I don't have that goddamn minute. So whenever they used to do a minute joke, I'm like, okay, I'll give you my best three condensed to one. So there's zero time for me to breathe or anybody to laugh. So I do this knockout okay, thing. okay. They weren't going to laugh anyway. So you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> So I did, I did, uh, I wrote one joke, one, one minute joke, and I was very proud of myself for it. And, uh, and I go up there and I, I, I just kind of workshopped it on people the night before at the open mic and they kind of laughed. I'm like, okay, I'm going to write that. And then I made it a thing. I'm like, I got one joke cause I knew I was getting put out round one and I made a three round one. I'm like, oh fuck, I did not come prepared. <laughs> so I started going through my jokes. I'm like, what do I got? What do I got? What do I got? I'm like, okay, take this chunk here. People like it when I make fun of myself for being gay. Okay, here we go. So I'm like, let's do that one. Made it through again. And I'm like, son of a bitch. And I just got him in trouble. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, last night I told at the open mic, I told a six minute story that it can to five minutes. Let's take a chunk out of that and do a minute. Not a single laugh was given. <laughs> it was so bad. I wish I could have been there. Yeah. Not to do it, just to see that. Oh, but like, I, I felt really bad because at one point, you know, I w- it was like a live voting system. So you get to watch all, like a little graph between you and this other person. And there's this guy there, he's a great guy. I can't remember his name. So I sound like a great guy. I don't know. Him. Great guy. I never met him. So he's got these fucking. Uh, you know who you are, probably. Yeah, yeah, You're probably not listening. Not. It's uh, fine. Fucking. He's a. He's the only. He's like in shape. Decently attractive dude. A little shorter than me. So not many people. Okay. What yeah, I don't know who that could be. Fuck is his name? Anyway. Uh, anyways, great teeth. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is this? I think it starts with a J. It's coming to me. Anyway, so we're battling it out, right? Dick is delicious. That tastes so good. Uh, like strawberry Mountain Dew. <laughs> well, sweet. Makes my foot hurt. <laughs> what is it with you and your diabetes? Everything is a diabetes reference for you. My anyway. aunt lost her foot and she died with a cookie in her hand. Yeah. That's, it's sad, but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's not hilarious. It's tragic. That's how I deal with my pain. Anyways. The worst part about your aunt dying from diabetes is the fact that everything comes back to diabetes for you now. I wish she was still alive so she could die from something else. They tell else that story like it's an about. urban legend, you know, like the call's coming from inside the house. They're like, she died with a cookie in her hand because she took too much. Missy, this is for you. <laughs> she she had, she took too much insulin, which is very sad. She gets up in the middle of the night and she goes to get a cookie, and apparently she didn't make it. You know, <laughs> she all, made it to the cookie. She made it to the cookie, but she just couldn't. She was so just close. come on. If I would have been there, I'd be like, "Come on, you can do it. Just nom nom. You can. You've been doing it your whole life. That's part of the problem. <laughs> That's why you're in this situation." But she's got all these fucking dogs, and my dad's like. You know, them dogs wouldn't even touch the cookie. Dogs are pretty smart when they know something's wrong. They wouldn't even touch the cookie. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. The dogs wouldn't pry the fucking sweet treat out of their dead owner's hand. They're like, what? Like, I think that's probably pretty reasonable. Unless you just have an ass. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Some dogs are assholes. <laughs> Point is, this dude, okay, way off track. Let's get it back on the rails. Hang There's on, this dude. Hang on. My, my great grandma. <laughs> She cracked grandma down with the cookie. Race. No. Do we just become extra best friends? No. Who is your great grandma? Uh, you know, you never met her. I never met her. She died oh, before I was born. Okay. But dad was telling me about her. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you exactly <laughs> how, how he told me about her diet. Okay. So my now grandpa. We're gonna had a think we're the worst her. fucking humans ever. Oh yeah. My grandpa had a picture of her up in his house, and I was like, who's this? And my dad's like, that's your great-grandma. And I was like, oh, when did she die? He was like, "Uh, probably 10 years before you were born. born." And I was like, how'd she die? And he goes, well, uh, she was diabetic. And I was like, "Uh, hmm. And he's like, that didn't get her. And uh, we're pretty sure she had cancer. And I'm like, hmm. And he's like, but that didn't get her. And (laughs) he said uh, she was 104 years old. Smoked a pipe every day, and I was like, mmm. And she chewed tobacco. I was like, well, that's not very ladylike, but mmm. Mm. He goes, yep. And then she choked death on a chicken bone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like... I was like, why did you leave? Whoa, what was this, like, suspense thriller you took me on? <laughs> Choose your own adventure, death grandma edition. I don't remember reading that Goosebumps edition. <laughs> Oh my God. Something's wrong with grandma. Is Died it cancer? Nope. Choke death on a chicken bone. 
Dude, <laughs> my right. mom gets so mad at me because, like, I think it's so funny. Like, because, like, I've had a rough couple years. Like, I've lost a lot of relatives in a short amount of time. <laughs> but yeah. I find something yeah, humorous yeah. in all of it. <laughs> that's, that's because you have a heart of gold. I know. But, like, when I was a kid, I had this uncle <laughs> who committed, he committed suicide. It's very sad. Very sad. But he had a special shoe <laughs> because one of his legs was... <laughs> And that has nothing to do with anything. But I can't stop making fun of that. And my mom, she was just like, you know, someone accused him of being a pervert or something. And I don't know what that means. Probably Katie Toucher in those terms because they used to church everything back up back then. Like, And he goes, and he wouldn't do that. That would have killed him. I'm like, no, I don't think that would have. I know what did. And she goes, what's that? Probably a 12 gauge. <laughs> my dad's dying laughing. I'm like, girl, was it a 20? Was it a 20 gauge share? I don't know guns. <laughs> and I'm like... I know it's so fucked up that like she's talking about this guy dying and how he was sweet and he was this nice man and this and, that, and all I could think of was like yeah but he had that one big ass shoe you remember that fucking shoe because he had that weird leg you think that fucked with his driving oh, uh, I know you're not supposed to drive with flip flops anyways there's a guy and we're at this comedy thing and it's like March Madness right and uh, I'm watching the numbers go and Sean's like oh man I feel like I'm in a and he's like starts trying to talk fast and he was like, yeah, I feel like I you know, could do an auction or something like that. I'm like, I for sure could do that. And he goes, I would pay money just to watch you do an auction because you talk so fast. And I'm like, and I grabbed the mic, not thinking about it, just because I'm like, I could do this. And then I just start doing like an auction thing. And I was like, five, don't enough, five, don't enough, five, don't I'll go. Just because like, I know I can talk fast. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I thought it would be cool to kind of just joke around with Sean. And I didn't realize that like, it's a competition. It's between me and this other guy. And here I am like fucking grabbing the mic, making me like, oh, look at me. And as soon as I put it back, I felt so fucking gross and so shitty. And the guy grabs the mic and he goes, do I get another joke too? And I was like, oh, I'm such a piece of shit. I was like, just let him win. Please, for the love of God, let him win. And I edged, no. No. And then like the next joke, dude, it was so bad. Like, I think I just like, if people maybe like me or like, or they felt sorry for me. But like the fucking, the next joke, it was me against Joe. And neither one of us had a joke. Like I had a joke that didn't get laughs. And he didn't really have a joke. And we we're just both like, mm-hmm. and he beat me by like by two votes. And I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? I got zero fucking laughs. I'm like, don't vote for me. Like, let me lose. They were just like, well, he seems like a nice failure. Look at him. He needs this. He's going to have a hard time when he comes out. All righty. Anyways, well, something we like to do on this podcast is we oh, like yeah. to break down famous com- comedic bits because something we've learned from our short time in stand-up comedy is... No matter how good you think somebody is, it's not like it's some sort of magic that they were born with. There is a method to the madness. So since we've been doing comedy for a few months now, we see it a little differently than we did when we were just fans. So we're going to watch a Chris Rock bit now because he's all on the news, so might as well. We talked about him on the last episode, so we're going to break down one of his bits. Plus, he's one of my favorite comedians Absolutely. and an influence on the reason that I got into this. So I mean, and his comedy slaps or gets yeah. slapped. Anyway. So, <laughs> that, I was sitting fuck on that. You, fuck you for I that I was one. sitting on that one for a minute. <laughs> so we're going to watch uh, Chris Rock Gun Control. We'll link the video in the description, and we're going to listen through it, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. We can just talk as it goes through. Fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll just right. point at our producer. You know, I was just in my hotel a little while ago on my way here. And uh, I got in the elevator, right? I'm getting in the elevator, and these two high school white boys tried to get on with me. And I just dove off. I said, y'all ain't killing me. (laughs) I am scared of young white boys. If you white and under 21... It seems like a story. Well, yeah, it's going to be a story, I'm sure. A um, couple of things. First of all, how does anyone watch him without looking at his hand? <laughs> couple of white boy, And, like, that's something, like, a lot of people need a persona or a shtick to separate themselves. Because that's what's so cool about it. We talked about, you know, anybody, if they could read, could do someone else's joke. Mm-hmm. But can you perform it like Chris Rock? Because he's got a very specific cadence, rhythm, speech. Yep. Uh, also, his hand. There- We'll look it up after we get Sushanth to close out of this, but um, I'm assuming this came out around... By the leather on leather. Columbine. (laughs) (laughs) The Matrix? When did that come out? 97? I just... All I know is that he's talking about teenage white boys, and the last time that that was a relevant thing... I think it's funny now, too, because it's like he's a imposing black dude... In an elevator, and he's scared of the young white boys as yeah, opposed to the other is, way around. That's what makes it funny, I think. Yeah. But and 
I think something that Chris Rock takes advantage of a lot is because he's got that loud yelling persona. And he's like, I got on an elevator with two white boys. And then he, his. Two white boys. Instead of his punchline <clears throat> being the high energy thing, his punchlines are when he gets quiet. He's like, and I just dove off. Like that, that release of energy. I think that's a cool thing that you don't see a lot of people do is like they're super high energy through all of the setup and then drop energy for the actual punch. So. I'm trying to see when it came out. So this is bigger and blacker. I'm almost positive. Okay. Go ahead. When I'm running for the hills. What the hell is wrong with these white kids shooting up the school? Yeah, they don't even months. wait till three o'clock either. <laughs> <laughs> Killing people in the morning. That ain't right. It's a trench coat mafia. We, no one would play with us. We had no friends in the trench coat mafia. Hey, I saw the yearbook picture. It was six of them. I ain't hey, had six friends in high. <laughs> Battery just fucking died. What did? Battery's down on the camera, so I'm gonna pause. <laughs> So this may be an audio-only podcast. Are we still going? Go for it. Okay. I ain't have six friends in high uh. school. I don't got six friends now. <laughs> Shit, that's three on three with a half court. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with these kids? I got people telling me, come on, Chris. Come up to a school. Talk to the kids. I'm like, fuck the kids. I agree. Do you got a vest? Maybe I'll think about it. Everybody want to know what the kids was listening to and what, what kind of music was they listening to or what kind of movies was they watching? Who gives a fuck what they was watching? Whatever happened to crazy? <laughs> three on three with a half court. <laughs> I absolutely love. We always talk about trimming the fat. Um, like, when we're working on a joke, it's like, you don't need to say it three different ways. Just say it. He says it all kinds of ways, every joke, and it fucking, it's perfect. Yeah. Why is it he can do it and no one else can? Because his delivery, he's like so animated, and he's like, he's really trying to drive it home. And I think, I don't know. Like, when he was talking about it, everybody want to know what they was listening to. What kind of music the kids was listening to. What are they listening to? Like, you don't need to say that three times. I think he's just building up the extra tension, so when he does give the release, it's like, I'm like yes. Who gives a fuck what they was listening to? Whatever happened to crazy? <laughs> I love Chris Rock so much. All right, roll it. What happened to crazy? Well, uh, you can't be crazy no more? Do we eliminate crazy from the dictionary? Fuck the record. Fuck the movie. Crazy. When I was a kid, I used to separate the crazy kids from everybody. <laughs> When I was a kid, the crazy kids went to school on a little-ass bus. Can't they had a class at the end of the school, and they used to get out of school at 2.30. Just in case they went crazy, they would only hurt other crazy kids. That is so offensive <laughs> right now. Pause it. Do you remember our high school having the fucking trailers outside? Where they would separate, like, the biters? <laughs> <laughs> Give him the fat crayon. <laughs> he needs the, those big-ass fucking... <laughs> you cannot do this joke now. <clears throat> so offensive. That way that only hurt the other crazy kids. <laughs> That's, uh... Alrighty then. Go ahead. And we was all safe. We was all safe. Then the world coming to an end. <laughs> world coming to an end. You're going to have little white kids saying, I want to go to a black school where it's safe. <laughs> That's right, man. And everybody talking about gun control. Got to get rid of the guns. Fuck that. I like guns. You got a gun, you don't have to work out. <laughs> I ain't working out. I ain't jogging. You got pecs, I got texts. 
You got what? Pecs, I got techs. Techno. You don't need no gun control. You know what you need? We need some bullet control. <laughs> we need the main, we need to control the bullets. That's right. I think all bullets should cost $5,000. <laughs> $5,000 for a bullet. You know why? Because if a bullet costs $5,000, there'll be no more innocent bystanders. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Uh, the end. It's a good take. So, uh, <laughs> a little bit of a delay. Yet again, this uh, is why he hits you. Yeah, because you deserve it. Um, <laughs> mm, what was I going to say? I had a point. Um, I think this is, I like when comedians can do like this, you know, smart comedy, which is like they take something and they try to, you know, the modern day philosopher thing, where it's like he's got a smart take about gun control. Yeah. It's not really that smart of a take, but you know, it's just unique, you know, make the bullets really expensive. Yeah. No more innocent bystanders. Which I've heard several comics talk about since then, but Mm -hmm. obviously he was the first to do it because he's Chris Rock. God damn it. Every time somebody gets shot, they be like, damn, he must have did something. (laughs) Shit, they put fifty thousand dollars worth of bullets in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and people are think before they kill somebody if a bullet costs five thousand dollars. Man, I would blow your fucking head off if I could afford it. <laughs> I'm gonna get me another job. I'm gonna start saving some money, and you a dead man. You better hope I can't get no bullets on layaway. <laughs> <laughs> So even if you get shot by a straight bullet, you won't have to go to no doctor to get it taken out. Whoever shot you will take their bullet back. (laughs) I believe you got my property. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, man. See, everybody everybody blame the kids is fucking crazy. and Everybody want to be mad at the kids for shooting up the school. What about the parents? The parents. The parents is really fucked up, man. The damn parents need to go to jail for some of this sucking shit, man. You know, that- here it is. Well, there's probably some more to that that we missed out, but it That's wasn't right. a story. That was just straight up commentary. Yeah. Which I like. So he was, that was basically the bigger and blacker version of Jerry Seinfeld. He's like, what's the deal with these kids shooting each other? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the kids, man. <laughs> that three on three with a half court. Can I just, can I just. Real quick, talk about how fucking trashy I am. How much of a fucking podunk, redneck-ass motherfucker I am. The only thing I took from that when he was like, whoever shot you will get your bullet back. I'm like, that's not how bullets Mm-mm. work. No. They're going to be all messed up. Yeah, that bu- you ain't even going to be able to reload that thing because the bullet, you're going to have to pack it again and powder, and it's going to be all disformed, especially if it hit any bone. Like, that's all I was thinking about. I've got to stop being that person. <laughs> I hate me for that. He's like, Trisco Mafia. I'm like, well. Dude, that was my favorite part of that. Well, he says that, but he's in like a Fubu leather jacket. Because that was back in the, you know, 2000 when like all the clothes were baggy. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, bro, your leather jacket, pretty much trench coat. (laughs) But that was also when an actual trench coat back then was like 40 sizes too big. And had 18 buckles because it came from like Hot Topic. And people were wearing those boots with the other 40 buckles. I'd still wear that shit. All right. Well, anyways, that's our breakdown of Chris Rock. Let us uh, know what apologies you... Apologies if we did lose all of the footage at the beginning. Uh, we'll make sure it doesn't happen again. I'll apologize to each of you in person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, see you on Wednesday. Yeah, see you on Wednesday. Just stop by. We'll say sorry. Um, all right. So that was our uh, breakdown. Let us know what you think. If you agree with us, disagree with us, let us know what you'd like to see us break down in the future. Um, yeah. So other than that, if you like this video, hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye. Thanks to Let's both be of clear you. About this, guys. We're not going to agree on everything. I'm new in town. How was your day? How the fuck was your day? I'm the machine. Machine.